What is up? Happy Monday. Welcome to Couch Potato Diary. Hope you all had a wonderful weekend. It is going to be a busy show today, so we will get right into it. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can on Twitter and Instagram. I am at primetimekline, twitch.tv slash primetimepk. You can email the show, couchpotatodiary at yahoo.com. The music for the show provided by Waste of Talent. You can find them on Instagram at Waste of Talent with X is where the A's would be. We got some CFL, we got some NFL, uh, we got some NBA and some soccer to close things out. We will start in the NFL. It is the week seven recap, uh, six and six on the picks so far. So we have an opportunity to uh, have a winning week. We just need New Orleans to cover minus four and a half. Let's get into it. Miami taking on the Atlanta Falcons. This a close game. The Dolphins cover uh, at plus two and a half, but they do lose. And th this is just a another one. I, there, there isn't, I don't think there's a whole lot to take away from this game. Um, of two bad teams, Atlanta was the better one. And for Miami, it continues to be a disaster. I continue to believe it is not to his fault, but I do continue to believe that it, he is going to be blamed for it. The Deshaun Watson rumors are interesting and frustrating all at the same time. I, I feel like, like I, if it turns out that he did absolutely nothing wrong, then I don't even think you're missing him at a bargain right now. Like, I, I don't think, it's not like you're getting Deshaun Watson for a second round pick or anything like that. Like, you are still giving up prime assets for a guy who has a large number of charges against him right now. I I would be in, incredibly frustrated from a, a Miami fan standpoint. And I, I think that this is a season you kind of need to give to a, a shot. That this feels like one where if they... It, it feels like they're bailing on Tua too early and they aren't necessarily giving him a real good opportunity in an offense that's actually set for him. So it's, I, I don't think it makes sense. I don't think quarterback is the issue in Miami right now. I, I think they just have a very flawed roster and that is very much shining through this season. Carolina gets thumped by the Giants. Um, this one was 5-3 in the third quarter and then the Giants pull away from this one late. And it looks like I'm just getting the Carolina one wrong. I, I thought they got off to a great start and it was okay. That This is going to be good. But they they have been getting worse and worse every week. And Sam Darnold gets pulled. I would like to think that maybe this is just a wake-up call. They are still a couple of weeks away from getting Christian McCaffrey back. But this Carolina one seems like a miss. And for the Giants, I'm not reading too much into it. The one that you do have to kind of raise an eyebrow at, Baltimore, six and a half point favorites. They lose outright big time to Cincinnati. Looking forward to going back and re-watching this one to see how legit Cincinnati was in this game. But this is, for Baltimore, it's another case where a team is kind of anointed as one of the top teams in the league, and then they come out and slip on a banana peel. But this banana peel, um, in Cincinnati, this, this feels legit. And I... I assume, I, again, I will say every week, I thought the Jamar Chase pick was wrong, and every week they continue to prove me wrong on that one. We'll, we'll get into more draft pick receipt stuff a little bit later, but this is a legit win and a legit team now for Cincinnati, and we were wondering who was going to step up to be kind of that last playoff team in the AFC. It looks like Cincinnati is going to be the one to do that. Kansas City gets absolutely whooped on by the Tennessee Titans, and now the, the problems in Kansas City are looking you right in the face. That defense couldn't stop anything, and that was a putrid performance against a defense that you should be going absolutely crazy on. Um, this that There are big problems in Kansas City now, and I'm not saying they should fire a coach or bench anyone. It's just they need to get things figured out because a lot of the AFC is starting to pass them by this season, and it's at some point it's not just, oh, well, they'll figure it out. Like You're, you're kind of running out of runway to just 
figure it out. New England with a dominant win over the New York Jets. This was another one that we weren't going to learn a whole lot from. We established Bill Belichick is an absolute destroyer of Zach Wilson. We established that in the first game. And I mean, literally it happened here where the kid gets injured in this game. We always knew New Orleans was going to, or New England was going to be better than the Jets. Uh, we also went under 42 and a half. That was a miss as the Patriots went over that themselves. Good performance against a bad team for New England. I'm not taking too much from it. Same thing here. Green Bay, they get the job done against Washington. It's just, that's another one that a lot of people just missed on. This Washington team is not very good. The Rams cannot cover 16 as they, they do beat Detroit, just not by as much as people thought they were going to. And this is why Detroit is one of those tricky teams to lay any kind of wager on or against because they're going to play damn hard to stay in these games. And sometimes that will be enough. Sometimes it won't be. And it's going to be, this felt like one where it wouldn't be, but that's a, that's a tricky one. I think this is a good one for the Raiders. Uh, they, we, we just took them on the money line against the, the Eagles and end up being successful in that. This was one where it felt like uh, a bit of a, a trip up spot for the Raiders. Like last week, you have all the emotion. A, you're playing Denver on what's kind of like their homecoming week, basically. And you have all the stuff with Gruden. This felt like it could be a bit of a letdown and without Darren Waller as well. But they came out and got the job done. Um, I, I do think it maybe says a bit more about the Eagles than it does about the Raiders. But the Raiders are at least going to be hanging around. I think this is one of the first bets we've already wrapped up being wrong this season. I took Raiders under minus four and a half. That one has already hit. Um, so congratulations to anyone who took the over on that. I... I still don't know what to make of this Raider team, but they're, they're feeling a bit more for real as the weeks go on. The Chicago Bears, clearly not on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers level as they get annihilated. Uh, 11 and a half points gets covered fairly easily. There's fire naggy comments. Justin Fields did not have a good week either. This was a very difficult week for the Chicago Bears and... This was peak Tom Brady, where he is not going to give you any kind of room to breathe, as this game was over quick. Arizona, same thing. A dominant performance for the Arizona Cardinals. They get the job done over the Houston Texans. I don't know what you do in Houston. We're coming up to the trade deadline, coming up on November 2nd. I would like to see Brandon Cooks traded. I wonder if um, Terod Taylor maybe gets moved as well. Maybe... You do a bit of a show-me game this week to show teams that hey, this is a guy who is around and can be a quality backup on a NFL team, but I, I would like to see Brandon Cooks moved. I, I still think the Raiders would be a great fit for him. San Francisco and Indianapolis, the Colts get a touchdown late. That puts this one over the 43.5 that we thought we were going to hit, and San Francisco is another one I was wrong on, uh, which seems like there's been a lot of that in the NFL this year. Um, I just, I did not believe that this was going to be a team that would have much struggles this season. And this was a struggle. Now, it's a different weather game, but the, the bouncing back and forth with quarterback because Jimmy Garoppolo was hurt hasn't helped and they have had injuries. But this team is just frankly not as good. And I've said before, we do, I think, have to start looking at Kyle Shanahan and we get like he's this offensive genius. At some point, genius needs to turn into like wins and it hasn't in San Francisco. Monday night tonight, it is New Orleans taking on the Seattle Seahawks. Moving into the CFL, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, with uh, their, as we talked about on the show on Friday, this was their biggest one of the season. They hadn't really beat a whole lot of good teams this year. Calgary, objectively, a good football team, and Saskatchewan did, nah, did that. Um, the rewards to this performance, that time count violation late in the fourth quarter, when you have a chance to put Calgary away, cannot happen. And while it, it never really felt incredibly in doubt, you still gave Bo Levi Mitchell a chance to throw the football towards the end zone on the last play of the game that would have won them the game. Like, that that's just... 
those are the types of mistakes that you cannot make if you are planning on winning a championship. Like that is high school level mistakes where you can't necessarily see the score clock. Those, those cannot happen. And I do not blame Jason Moss for getting in the quarterback's face after all of that went down for Calgary. Bo Levi Mitchell had an off night. And one of the things that would concern me is like those interceptions. He just doesn't usually make them. And that throw at the end, it was pretty clear. Like he, it's just, it's not going as far as he wants it to go right now. It, it felt like a limited Bo Levi Mitchell on Saturday night. Um, so that's something to monitor for the Stamps going forward as they sit now in third in the CFL's West Division. And that is because the BC Lions got curb stomped by Winnipeg. Kind of a crappy week in the CFL. Not not a whole lot for close games until the, the last 10 seconds of the, the Riders-Stampeders game. But for BC, like we, we all, we predicted coming in that... Winnipeg was going to give them all kinds of troubles, but that was a team just not even showing up. And I, I think, again, BC's in a weird spot because they got a few young guys that you're pretty excited about, but they got it's kind of a veteran team, and I like the coach, but they're not getting the results. It's BC's in a weird middle ground right now, but I, I do feel like this is a team that's not making the playoffs. Also, quickly, congratulations, Montreal, on an incredibly impressive win over Toronto. I, I didn't think with the quarterback issues that Montreal was having with no Vernon Adams that they had a hope in hell in that game and they came out and just put it on the Argos. So congratulations to them. There was some news in the CFL today as the Ottawa Red Blacks are making a change at general manager. Desjardins is out the only general manager this organization has ever known. And when, when you think of the Ottawa Red Blacks, you think of an overachieving organization. And admittedly, what I'm about to go through does not take away from the fact that this was a expansion team that got success very quickly. And this is a general manager that should be commended for it. It is also a general manager who has gone 18 games below 500 as a GM. Three trips to the Grey Cup, they only have two winning seasons. One year they made it to the Grey Cup, finishing 8-9, and nine, which was good enough for first in the East. I think when you look back on this era of Ottawa Red Blacks football, I think the success that they have, while again... I don't want to take too much away from them because that is a difficult thing to do as an expansion organization. However, I think a lot of the success that they have is taking advantage of a weaker East division than it is of building a fantastic football organization. You look at it, they are able, like the two winning seasons, both of those seasons, they win the East division in the regular season. Eight and nine won the regular season. They beat... West teams, admittedly, in the Grey Cup win that they had, uh, where they beat Calgary, but they've lost to three West teams in the playoffs. They lose to Saskatchewan in a crossover, and then they lose a couple of Grey Cups in there as well. They had more success initially than they had any right to. They also didn't sustain it very well, and I don't think all that success that they have is on them. So I, I feel like the the comments from Desjardins today with the, oh, they're going to regret, eh, I don't know. The team's in a pretty horrible spot right now. So I I think Desjardins get a, did a good job, but a great job, I think, would be overstating things greatly. The music that you hear on Couch Potato Diary is provided by Wasted Talent. Find them on Instagram at Wasted Talent, with X's where the A's would be, and find their producer on Instagram at Tommy Fresh Music. The NBA is... Now, I think through a full week, or just about through a full week, anyway, uh, entering their second week of the season. And the Toronto Raptors, uh, predictably, have struggled against good teams. 
And I mean, there's we could go through what are the big surprises so far. I, I feel vindicated on the Chicago call so far as they're 3-0, getting ready to take on the Raptors tonight. Just a quick aside, I feel like DeMar DeRozan is being too forgotten by a, a lot of Raptor people. And maybe it's just I, I'm not in the Toronto bubble, but it feels like he's... He's like, oh yeah, and he was good for a while, and then we won a championship. Like, DeMar DeRozan was a legit superstar who loved Toronto, and I feel like that's being forgotten. So hopefully he gets a great reaction when the Raptors play the Bulls tonight. But the, the one of the standouts for the Toronto Raptors has been Scotty Barnes. And there was, we, we've talked about it before, there was, including from behind this microphone, a bit of concern about that pick over... Um, overpicking Suggs. And Jalen Suggs has struggled out of the gates with Orlando. He is surrounded by a god-awful team, as we've talked about before. And Barnes has looked quite good. And I will admit, I backed off the criticism of the pick a little bit, but I'm still a little concerned. But the... All the calls for, gonna need to see some apologies from all the people who are down on this pick. It's three games, and I think he is going to be good. But, like, people need to understand... That just because they were criticizing, like, I, I was down on the pick. I also didn't assume he'd be, like, Sean Bradley after the Monstars took his talent in Space Jam. There's a bit of room for gray area here. Like, it's just because I said I would have rathered this dude doesn't mean that, oh, well, I'm surprised that Scotty Barnes can tie his shoes up in the morning. Like, I, I had a pretty good inkling that this guy did some things well on a basketball floor. And he has done them exceptionally well so far. So, I, I do understand that... It has exceeded my expectations of the pick in four or three games. Great. Congrats. But A, it is way too early to be taking victory laps. And B, that this assumption that we all assumed this guy didn't even know what a basketball was is... I think people are taking criticisms maybe, just maybe, a touch too far. I think people need to chill on this a little bit. Uh, and lastly, uh, I know this is a, a quick one today, but lastly, in the soccer world, Manchester United gets absolutely annihilated by Liverpool. A lot of teams getting blown out this week in sports. Um, Man United gets blown up by, by Liverpool, and that was embarrassing right from the word go. As I am recording this, there has not been a managerial change at Manchester United, but I, I'm surprised it hasn't happened already, and admittedly I was kind of waiting on it, uh, before we recorded things today. Like, it is, that run that he went on when he came in was, it was a really cool time. For, for Manchester United, as they were a team that the, the past glory was clearly behind them, and it, it felt like they were kind of directionless. And he comes in, and all of a sudden, it's this it's this great story. And it's weird to have an underdog story with one of the top three most famous sports brands on the planet ever. But they, they were able to have this weird underdog thing, and everyone fall, fell in love with him. It's like, well, how can you not give this guy the coaching title now? And since then, they've been rather underwhelming. And it just, it does kind of feel like this is not someone who understands how to use this grand platform that Manchester United provides. And they go out and get Cristiano Ronaldo, and that won some people over for a couple of weeks, but it is clear that there are flaws on this team that just have not been not been looked at close enough for a while. And so I, th I think Manchester United, it is definitely time for a managerial change there. And quite frankly, I'm surprised it hasn't happened already. Quick one today.
But uh, that's going to do it. Thank you guys so much for the download and for listening today. Remember, I'm on social media, Twitter and Instagram. I'm at PrimetimeKlein. Twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK. You can email the show, CouchPotatoDiary at Yahoo.com. The music that you're listening to provided from uh, by Waste of Talent. They got some great stuff out now, so go check them out wherever you listen to your music. We had no idea. We did a weekend version. That is up now. Hoping to have another one coming out on Wednesday. That will be the next time you'll hear from me on this platform. Hoping to do something on Twitch before the World Series gets going tomorrow. Thank you guys so, so much, and I will talk to you later this week. I'm out.